Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Yeah, Thursday morning, Birds 365. I'm going to do my best, Jody Mack. Do me a favor and hang with us for the next two hours. I am Rob Ellis in for Jody, and that is the other Mac. That is John McMullen. What's up, Johnny Mac? Rob Ellis, how are you, buddy? It's a big week for me because I get uh, Jody Mack, I get uh, Mark Barzetta, and now I get Rob Ellis. Yeah, three legends in Philadelphia. Oh, God. Variety's a spice of life, John, as they say, right? Yeah. Exactly. Keeps keep you on your toes, man. But we got a big show today. We have Paul Domowich and we have Milton Williams. Fingers Hopefully. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, just inside baseball here for a minute. So some yeah. inside football, if you will, or birds, you know, whatever. No, it's, but, I, I, yeah, I use inside baseball all the time. So, yeah. So yeah. you book, sometimes you book guys and or and or, um, you know, guys, agents or 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 PR folks will reach out to you and. Hey, yeah, great. Let's go and, let, yeah. and let's do this thing. And sometimes you don't necessarily get the follow-up confirmation that you're hoping for. So you go into it a little, little bit like this. Let's hope. So let's hope. So we're hoping to let's talk hope. to Milton Williams. Yeah. Because yeah. let's face it, John, this is a, it's a pretty big year for him. Um, he's got more opportunity this year than, than he certainly had in the, in the previous uh, couple. Yeah. I, I, I think Milton's one of the best young players on this team. You know, it's interesting. It worked out this way, but 
Ed Kratz and I over at Sports Illustrated are doing our top 25 Eagles countdown. Top 25 players, Rob. So Mm -hmm. not, you know, Dave Zangaro does his most important players. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is number one. most. But this is just the list of the 25 best players at doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're at 16. 16 was yesterday. Milton Williams. I, I think he's one of the best young players on this team emerging and he's got an opportunity, right? I mean, Javon Hargrave is gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jalen Carter's here, but that's a rookie as talented as he is. There's always, as Jim Swartz used to always say, there's always startup costs. I use that all the time. I love that term from Jim. doesn't matter who you are. There's always startup costs. Milton's already been through that. Now yeah. he's ready. He's entering that stage of his career. There's tremendous depth on the Eagles' defensive line. Tremendous. And Milton's a part of that. You know, Fletch is going to play, obviously. Jalen's going to play, Jalen Carter. Um, and and Milton's going to be a big part of it. And Milton's a good player. And he's, I think he's a little bit under the radar because he's a young player. And the Eagles have been so deep on the defensive line. Um, and this is an opportunity for him this year, no question about it. Well, you look at it, you have – a, a, a unique mix, right? It, it's Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter who were, who were kids. And then you have Fletcher who's been around forever. Yeah. I don't want to say Milton's a middle-aged guy. He's far from that. He's much more on the, on the younger end of it, but he's, he's been through this at least. And he knows, you know, how to go about his business. As you pointed out, he also has a lot of familiarity, even though it's Sean Desai, as opposed to Jonathan Gannon with the principles of what they want to do. So he's, he's got an advantage a little bit over the other guys. And let's face it. We don't know what Jordan Davis is going to bring to the table this year. We don't know about Jalen Carter. I mean, I, I think Jalen Carter's talent is off the charts, but we yeah. just don't know. Um, and with Milton coming in, having a little bit of that advantage in playing time, it's a big, that's a big thing for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he played quite a bit last year. I mean, because yeah. the Eagles come at you in waves and, and they like to do it. And I, I think it was Bucky Brooks over at NFL Media. Uh, you know, this is list season. We right. call it on this show, Rob. You That's know, you what have we do. It's June, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, it is. And everybody comes out with their list. And and Bucky's list, and it was an interesting list, he was grading the positional groups around the NFL. So, in other words, he was grading the best positional groups. Could be yeah. the running back group in uh, one city. Uh, could be the offensive line here in Philadelphia. Yeah. But number one overall – was the Eagles' defensive line, not mm-hmm. the offensive line. And, you know, it's a combination. They have everything. They have talent. They have youth. They have veterans. And and this is a team that lost Javon Hargrave. Think about that. 11 sacks at yeah. the D-tackle position, and, and Bucky Brooks is ranking them, you know, yeah. first. That's and pretty impressive. A $20 million player who had 11 sacks, and they're still number one. A lot of that has to do – I mean, they get Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. I've tur- I, I, I – I've told this story a couple of times since uh, draft day, but I'll, I'll tell you, Rob. So when the Eagles drafted Jalen Carter at number nine, he fell to them um, and they traded up the one spot. But I texted a uh, 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 personnel exec I know that doesn't work in Philadelphia. And I said, what do you think? And, you know, he didn't answer me right away, which is understandable, Um as I said, be kind of busy in the actual draft. Yeah, right, right, right. So I was thinking maybe two or three days down the road, he might get back to me. And then 
Uh, later in the night, they draft Nolan Smith at number 30. <laughs> and they got back to me. He said, are you freaking kidding me? It's basically like adding him to this, what they already have. Yeah. Um, you know, the talent on that defensive line, I'm including the edge rushers. So the Hassan Reddicks of the world, mm-hmm. who, you know, you can label him what you want, but he's an edge rusher. Um, yeah. And a, a, a second one. So looking at the 90 man off season roster, he said they probably have 16 or 17 legitimate NFL players, legitimate. And that means, they should be on a 53-man roster. So some of those guys aren't even going to make the Eagles. Yeah. But they should be on the roster. Now you have a level. You have stars like Reddick and Sweat. Um, and you have rotational players, mm-hmm. which Milton has been. Guy like Contavia Street. We don't even talk about him. That's we pull out to. Legitimate, legitimate yeah. NFL player. That's what he's talking about. And they can come at you in waves and waves and waves. That's a testament. It's a testament to, to Howie Roseman and the and the personnel, you know, guys that, that they get the kind of those kind of players here. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It was a wild day yesterday, John. I wanted to, I want to talk to you about this because I know I I think you tweeted out about this uh, a little bit earlier. But Jason Kelsey had his uh, his team sixty two a fundraiser for Eagles Autism Challenge. He, I I I said this yesterday on the show and on on Sports Take. You tell me what you think about this. I think other than maybe Charles Barkley, who who didn't spend his whole career here, um, and Kelsey will, I think he's the most accessible slash great player, at least I can remember in my lifetime, You combining both. I mean, he's out there, he's doing chugging contests. He's, you know, he crushed James Seltzer. I love James, yeah. but uh, yeah. that, he almost, he almost threw it out. He did. He kept he, it down. He, he, he would have lost. Disqualified. Yeah, yeah, he would have. He yeah. would have lost on a technicality, yeah. but, but he's doing that. He's, he had a hoagie eating contest with his brother, Travis, right at God bless him. Right after he downed the beer. I don't know how he got the hoagie down. Well, you, but, need, you need to coat the stomach. Uh, uh, you got to do it. For, you do the hoagie yeah. first to soak it that's all true. up. That's true. But that's, true. that's a different, we'll, we'll, we'll give drinking tips later, John, for 4th of July weekend. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, aside, you know, he's at their bartending and he's, he's just interacting. Like that's unique, especially these days. It's not like it was back in the day where these guys didn't make any money and they're going to their jobs in the off season and they, they got to rub elbows with the public. Like, you yeah. know how it is, John, it's not oh, yeah. a lot of guys approach it this way. And I know he deserves a lot of props. Look, he gets a lot of love in the city, but it, it really should be pointed out that what, what an unbelievable guy this is. Oh yeah, I mean, as far as when you're talking about Charles is is tremendous as well. Um, uh, but but Jason is, I I describe it as I've never seen anybody who who's gotten the Philadelphia fan base like him. Like he right. gets the fan base. He gets how passionate they are. Um, you got to do certain things to win them over. Certain you got to do things a certain way to win this fan base over. And you got to be good too. It helps. It, let's be honest. He's a five-time All-Pro. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. You're a four-for-four four guy. Remember yeah. David Bell, the uh, yes, uh, third the, baseman for the Phillies. Yeah. Yeah. Not a very good player, but no. man, he hustled. So mm-hmm. I I would always say back in the day, they're like, well, as long as you hustle. Now that's not true either, because you you got to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, and David Bell is you know he's one of those guys. He's always ground ball to short. He's running. A nice. uh, hundred miles. Who cares? Right. <laughs> he's not, he's not a good player. Yeah. Uh, so Jason's a good player, 
So I, I do think, to be honest, that's something that no, it's a, it's the combo of great and accessible. Yeah, it's that exactly. Combo. Yeah. Um. So that because Nate Gary's a probably better example uh, for Eagles fans can't stand the guy. The coaching <laughs> staff at the time loved him. Right. You know why they loved him, Rob? Because he played an entire season with a sports hernia in incredible pain. That, that's tough. They they didn't have an, an another option. So Jim Schwartz loved him. Ken Flajol loved him. I would point this out to the fan base. They would attack me. I'm, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you that you, why you they get a sports at defending him. Yes, yeah. I know. Um, so it, it, it's part of that. He's just a really good player, uh, and, and then he gets the fan base as well. So um, there's never been, in my not, you know, maybe you can come up with a name you gave Charles. There's nobody that can combine the two like Jason. No. Um, no. There, there's many stars on this team. This team is loaded. Yeah. Um, and and Jason's trying to bring them all along. You know how many guys were there? Fletcher was there. Brandon was there. Now Brandon's great at it too. It's oh, so ironic. You have this core four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Lane gets it. Um, Dallas Goddard was there. Yep. Jordan Mylot has been there in the past. Landon a guy Dickerson. who was another example, John, is Connor Barwin. He wasn't to the yeah. level of Kelsey, but he's and he was there yesterday too, yeah. front office member. But he he was an example, always doing stuff in the community and accessible and all that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's a leader in that aspect yeah. too. He's trying to get hey, just do it the right way, and these people will love you. They will love you. I think the if other thing. With, <laughs> oh, if you're good, you're right. I think the other thing that, that that's cool about him now i asked him about this when we had him on last week on sports take but you know he said and he said hey look i i've uh, i'm established if i was in my first or second year i don't know if i had the same approach but anyway he, i asked him about i said it, it, you don't see a lot of guys scouting for the organization for their position to be taken over and that's what he did with cam jurgens that's also very unique i mean a that the yeah. organization trusts his eyeballs to, to look at somebody like that b that he's willing to do it and suggest, yeah, this guy reminds me of me. So you should draft him and ta- yeah. he could take my job. Someday. It's well, like, now that, I will. And, you know, Jason's talked about this yeah. with me in the past. He's like, you know, people overrate that. I mean, if Stout didn't like him, they weren't drafting No, him. I get that, yeah. but still. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and he understands. And I think it might have been on your show when you guys had him, when D, D. Gunn and you had him. And yeah. he kind of mentioned there were two things that stuck out to me about Jason. First, when people ask him about the Super Bowl and the field and the officials, I love the way he takes it. He's like, yeah. that's not, a, you know. And if you're a competitor, you're devaluing yourself by making excuses. It was a great I love answer. that. Yeah. I love that answer. And then the second part is when it came to the heir apparent. And by the way, Cam Jurgens is like the third one. It was Isaac. It was Landon. Mm. Now it's Cam Jurgens. Who knows? We might be another three heir apparents by the time it's over. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, he he's obviously comfortable. Yeah. Because he understands what he's done for this organization. So the comfort factor helps. Yeah. But he he mentioned, look. You can do it one of two ways. It's it's unique. Most of us, you know, Rob, you don't have to, they don't tell you, oh, by the way, train your replacement. You know, they do that in professional sports. Yeah, no, we just get whacked, John. They don't, yeah, they don't exactly. tell you. We're, we it's don't like even a mob get hit. to say goodbye. No, it's like a mob um, hit. You, 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 got, you, you get your car and yeah. It's uh, like, yeah, yeah. Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Exactly. You know, it's the cops. Mm-hmm. If it were, you just get whacked. You wouldn't exactly. hear it coming. Yep. 
you don't even get to say goodbye. In the case of pro athletes, and you've seen it with quarterbacks that time, Brett Favre in Green Bay uh, with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay with Jordan Love. Those guys don't want to mentor their eventual replacement. Jason's like, you might as well. It's not going to end well for you. You're not going to look good. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to happen. So I love that mindset as well. But those two answers he gave you guys, the Super Bowl stuff, look, don't devalue yourself as a player. Um, and, and that answer about mentoring young players. And he had so many guys mentoring him. He True. brings up Howard Mudd all the time. People yep. forget about Howard. Mm-hmm. You know, Howard was on board with Jason Kelsey from his rookie from season. Jump. Yeah. How he tells that story all the time. Howard Mudd told him he's going to be – a starter he was and the like, leader of your team. Yeah. And how he's like, what do you mean? Week one? Well, Howie, Howie was pick? just happy that, that Howard Mudd was telling. He thought initially he was going to say, hey, this guy will make your team. And he was like, no, 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 no. Not make yeah. the team. That's your starter right there. And yeah. Howie's like, what? Yeah. Pretty funny, man. That is funny. All right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back. We'll talk to Paul Domowicz a little bit later. Uh, we're going to have Milton Williams hoping – that he's going to be joining us, uh, Eagles defensive tackle. But we got a lot more in store for you. And again, you check out all Adamo's work, uh, jacobsports.com. So let's let's hit it, John. Let's come back and we'll talk, talk to Paul Adamo, who has covered this team for, I think, close to four decades. Uh, we'll, but we'll, we'll get the confirmation on that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. That's John McMullen. I am Rob Ellis in for my guy, Jody Mack. We are Birds 365. Right back. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to right, go to look. Fake a mom. Mama, go. Oh, mama. She did it. 
again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Everybody, that's John McMullen. I'm Rob Ellison for Jody Mack. And look who we have. Look who we have. This guy's fresh to the football scene, John. I, yeah. He's he's new. He's green. We have to get him yeah. up to up to speed. Gotta get him up to speed. I yeah. know. I know. Yeah. That is our guy, Paul Domowich. And uh, you can check out Domo's work. Of course, jacobsports.com. Uh, 33rd, uh, 33rd team. Yeah. And yeah. follow him on Twitter at P Domo. Domo, what's going on? Not much, guys. How are you doing? Dabo, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this are we at 40 years now covering the uh, the NFL and the Eagles in the city of Philadelphia? Are we there yet? Yeah, I think we're at 40, 41 now. There we 41. go. 41. Right. Yeah. Impressive. That is impressive. Now, Dabo. when you get to 42, that's really something, Dabo. Yeah, you, you have, you're not quite there yet, Dabo. Yeah. Let's go. One, one, one percent better every day. What does the head coach say? <laughs> Dabo, I'll ask you, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You look at the Eagles defensive line, which, you know, obviously had a, had an unbelievable season last year, 70 sacks, the whole nine, but they did lose a couple of, you know, a couple of pieces, namely Javon Hargrave. Are, are they in your estimation? I mean, I think you would, San Francisco would maybe come to mind uh, some others, but are they right there in terms of the best in football in your estimation? Oh, sure. I mean, when you consider what they did last year with the, with this, you know, the franchise record 70 sacks, which I believe was the third or fourth most in, in history. Uh, I mean, I think a big key is going to be their defensive tackles. Uh, you know, those yeah. two young kids, uh, what kind of year Fletcher has. I mean, they need, they need good play inside. If they get that, you know, Josh Sweat will have another 12, you know, another double digit sack right. year. And Brandon Graham's coming off, you know, I know he's 35, but He's got the he, he's got the advantage of one more year distance from that Achilles, so I think that's going to help him. Um, so yeah, I think they're fine there. I think they're. I mean, I certainly think it's probably the strength of that defense. Yeah, then the depth, Damo. They can come at you. I, I was texting a person. I was telling Rob uh, outside, not not with the Eagles, and he he was looking over their their ninety man roster and said they probably mm-hmm. have. 16 or 17 um and it legitimate nfl players that play on the defensive line which is now he's talking about edge rushers as well so hassan reddick's in that category nolan smith's in that category despite their designation as linebackers um so i mean even guys like Kentavious Street, we don't talk about Derek barnett's coming back he's still on this team that's a legitimate nfl player they are so deep. Bucky Brooks said they, they was the best position group, the Eagles defensive front, in the entire NFL. Um, I was surprised by that. If I, I think Eagles offensive line first, 
but they don't have the depth on the offensive line they have on the defensive line. When when you're able to go in waves like that, does that help or hinder? Because at times, look, there's a difference between Reddick and Sweat out there than if you're trying just to rotate for the sake of rotating. Um, you think that depth uh, can be a double-edged sword, so to speak? Well, I think most coaches, John, as you know, I mean, they rotate, but they, they rotate smartly. I mean, if there's key situations, you're going to have your best people out there. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think there's a negative to, to being able to have the depth to, to send, you know, groups out there and, and, and count, you know, count reps because it keeps everybody, it keeps your best people fresh for the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, you look at their sacks last year, uh, so many of them fourth quarter, so many of them third down. Uh, key situations. I mean, when when you needed to be fresh, uh, so I think it, you know. I think it's a plus. I don't see many negatives as long as you are smart enough to make sure that you know you got a key third and seven late. You know, in late in the game, and maybe it's time to to send one of your backups out there. You got your you know you, you make sure you got Reddick out there. Hey, Damo, let me ask you, uh, I know the fans aren't going to view it this way. I get that in, in terms of when I use this terminology of a grace period. But beside the defensive line, you're looking at a linebacker crew that there are questions. You're looking at a safety crew that there are questions. A new defensive coordinator, uh, you know, new coaches on that side of the ball, uh, et cetera. I think it's going to take a little while. And I get that the schedule's maybe a little bit more uh, to their advantage early than it is later, especially after the bye. But do you view it that way that it's going to take a minute for the defense to get, you know, to the level it's going to need to be later in the year into the playoffs? Well, I think certainly portions of it. When you're losing, when you're replacing five starters, no matter how good the people are coming in, it's still going to take a while for everybody to get in the sink. Mm-hmm. I think it's a plus that their their two corners are, you know, have played together. Uh, well, three if you count Avante. So I mean that helps. Um, you know linebacker you know is linebacker is linebacker for them so uh, i think nicobe dean will will do i think a good job of directing things uh and he'll be in the right place at the right time so you know if, if there's a position that might take a while rob it's, it's safety because of the newness back there uh i don't know who's going to be the second starter sydney brown or will it be blankenship uh uh but you know i mean i i thought this unit was going to be a you know, going in to the offseason, I thought they were going to pretty much have to outscore teams this year. Uh, Howie credit. He did a good job of replacing people, keeping people that nobody thought they could, like Bradbury. Yep. Um, they're back to having a very, you know, one of the league's best defenses. Yeah, I mean, safety, it's interesting because I think uh, you kind of hinted there. I think most people look at it saying, Maybe it'll be Reed Blankenship, and uh, if Sydney can beat out Terrell Edmonds, I'm kind of in the camp that no, it's Terrell Edmonds is going to be a starter, and is yeah. can Sydney Brown beat out Reed Blankenship? Is that where you are? Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I thought, you know, I thought Edmonds was a was a good pickup, a durable guy who's missed like what one game in his entire yeah. career, five year starter, uh, yeah, on a good yeah, defense so, too. Yeah. With a good, exactly with very good defense, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's between Blankenship and and the rookie for that other safety spot, 
you know, we're going to be seeing a lot of split safety this year. It'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, But yeah, I, you know, that's the one position that might take a a little bit of time to get in sync. Damo, how real a threat are the Cowboys? We know they played very well against the Eagles. Uh, They put the 12 wins last year. The Eagles had the 14 wins. Uh, They made some moves. They get Gilmore. They had uh, Brandon Cooks. The, the big move there, also the shift to McCarthy taking over the play calling, et cetera. How real a threat do you think they are? Because they always seem to be good on paper. They're kind of like the 76ers of the NFL. And then, you know, when it gets real, something happens there. What do you think about that? Oh, that's an insult. Nicely, <laughs> nicely done, Rob. Thank you. I knew I'd work a, a Sixers thing at the first 365, yes. I do it every day. day. <laughs> I mean, you look at them in the, every preseason, they look like a team that's going to compete for the Super Bowl. And then something goes wrong. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think them and the Giants both will be competitive this year. Uh, and, we'll, we, you know, we'll, I mean, I, I don't see the Eagles sweeping them and the Giants. But, uh, you know, I mean, we got to see what kind of what what Dak Prescott comes back this year. Is it the, you know, the one from the past or the one from last year? Um, you know, Brandon Cook's is a terrific player, but there's a reason he's been on 16 teams in the last five years. Yeah. That is weird to <laughs> but me. But you never Damo. hear anything bring... off the field. That's the yeah. weird thing, Damo. Like, he's a he's good not player. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it either. He's a good player. Um, he yeah. doesn't get in trouble. Um, yeah. And everybody's looking to trade the guy at all the times. He's like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's like Tobias Harris. I'll go Rob's route. Yeah. That's nice. Trumbull cookie. Good uh, work out of you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's an assassin. He, yeah, he's a good player, but he's not a great player. Maybe he gets paid and people think they're going to get it. I can't figure out Brandon Cooks, mm. but he's an upgrade yeah, for the Cowboys. I, I will say that. And same yeah. with Stephon Gilmore. Those were their two big issues. They didn't have that second receiver behind C.D. Lamb. Michael Gallup was still coming back from the ACL. Um, they really struggled. Uh, when their corner got hurt, I forget who it was, but their mm-hmm. second corner got hurt uh, after Trayvon Diggs. Now they have Stephon Gilmore, and who's aging, but he knows how to play, Damo. And uh, yeah. Brandon Cooks is a good player. On paper, they're a better team. Yeah. I, one thing that I'm curious about is, you know, they, 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 they cut Zeke, uh, Tony Pollard's, Never had more than 200 carries in a season. So they're going to have to, you know, I don't know who's, how they're going to split carries there. Hell, they may even re-sign Zeke here at the, uh, you know, if he doesn't sign with somebody else, because there's not a lot of interest in him. So maybe he's starting to realize his price isn't what he thought it was. And, and, and the Dallas will, would be the best spot for him. I think if they get him back or they get somebody that can really be a short yardage plus for them, like Zeke was last year, it's certainly going to make them more difficult because, you know, last year third and one was automatic for the Cowboys. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm also, I'm very curious year two under Dable, what the giants look like, you know, Daniel Jones gets his contract. Yeah. We know things are still up in the air for Saquon. They add some weapons. Waller comes in there. Um, that that's going to be interesting to me. I mean, I don't want to say they snuck up on people because that would, that would take away from what I think Dable did with the turnaround there. But year two of this is going to be a, is fascinating to me in New York. Yeah, I like the Giants. I mean, I, I've liked Daniel Jones from, you know, since he came out of Duke when everybody in New York was trashing him. I mean, I just mm-hmm. thought that 
you know, if you put a good line in front of him, give him some receivers, he can be a very good quarterback. And, and that's what he showed last year, even with limited receiving help. You know, now, you know, they've helped themselves there. I think they're going to be a better offense. Uh, he's got more weapons. I think he's going to, you're going to see better numbers out of, out of Daniel Jones. Uh, and so the big question is what's going to you know, happen with Barkley. Uh, how the the whole franchise tag thing is going to affect him, and whether he can stay healthy. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean that's a team that I you know the Eagles have to be concerned about. Yeah, I mean I I think the Giants are going in the right direction, Damo, and that's that's a good thing because ever since they moved on really from Coughlin and Jerry Reese, they've making bad decisions, coaches, bad coaches, um, uh, bad personnel. Dave Gettleman, God love you, but man, he struggled uh, with the Giants. Um, so I think they're going in the right direction finally, but I I just don't think the talent is there. I think they overachieved. I think they're still rebuilding. And when somebody tells me, Darren Waller, if he's healthy, great player. Um, but when your top threat is a tight end, I don't care who it is, I, I Maybe Kansas City can argue with Travis Kelsey. Um, I don't like a tight end being the guy on offense. That kind of bothers me. So I think Daniel Jones, they still need to get him more help. Um, I think the Giants may be a little bit susceptible to taking a step back only because I think they 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 admit they didn't think they were going to be that good last year. So yeah. You know, maybe they overachieved a little. That's how I look at the Giants. But Eagles fans should be concerned because long term, I think Dayball's a good coach. I think uh, Joe Shane's a good GM, and that that's going to be a problem. It just might not be a problem for a couple years. I don't think they're ready right now. Uh, a little early for them. Well, I mean, they certainly don't have the depth that that the Eagles have. I mean, that's, that's the lesson how he's learned over the years is that, you know, I mean, you can have some great players, but you know, I mean, injuries in this league pretty much determine who's going to win and who's yeah. going to you know be, who's going to be there at the end. And, and he's seen years where his offensive line has been decimated and things didn't go well. You know, he's seen other positions, same thing. So, he's gotten to the point now where he's tried to make sure that everyone, you know, I mean, it's, you can't have every position covered anymore. I mean, with the cap and, uh, but he's done a good job of, of, of getting close to that. I mean, they've got depth at, at where you want to have depth, the lines you're right. The offensive line isn't as deep as it was last year, but it's still better than most. I mean, Oh yeah. But that, oh, yeah. I mean, still that position would be the one that concerns me, even though they're ranked number one in the league uh, right now, because, they had their starters missed three games to injury last year. Crazy. I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just incredible. And, you know, I hate to say it, but that just doesn't happen. And yeah. especially two weeks in a row. So you worry about that. I mean, you look at the numbers, uh, you know, since the 94, since the cap came about in 94, one Super Bowl runner up has made it back to the Super Bowl. Um, most of them have fallen by the wayside in the first or second round or not even made the playoffs because something usually happens the next year. Uh, you don't play as well. Uh, I mean, you can go through the list of, of why. Lose coaches. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you lose coaches sometimes. Yeah. Both, uh, yeah. You know, injuries. Uh, yeah, you're, you're playing late into the, 
you know, into the year. Yeah, and that's, you that's a big you thing as well. Kind of yeah. get, get recovered. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, I st- they're still on, on paper best team in the division, probably the first or second best yeah. team in the, in the <clears throat> NFC. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're you know it, it's a strange dichotomy because they're in a very I think a challenging division as we just talked about, but overall mm-hmm. the conference doesn't compare to the AFC. I mean, if you look no. at some of their, they're they're just going to cannibalize each other. A lot of these teams, the AFC East is nasty. The, I'll tell you, the North I think is a little bit underrated in in the AFC also. But that's not even to mention the Chiefs. And very good division. Yeah, can you I, imagine if Deshaun Watson gets back to being Deshaun Watson? I think it's the most underrated storyline in the yeah. NFL going into the season. The lopsidedness of of franchise quarterbacks right now, conference to conference, it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean, beyond beyond Jalen in 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 the NFC, I mean, there aren't a lot of you know there there aren't you know I mean you look at the AFC, my God, you're right, they're just gonna be. I mean, those those games each week, those games are gonna be great to watch, but they're gonna end up with a lot of teams that are gonna be. you know, going late into the season at six and six and seven yeah, quality and quality teams not getting in the playoffs in that conference. I mean, just yeah, not out. Yeah. And we're yeah. trying to find quality teams in the NFC. I'm yeah. expecting Detroit to take a jump. Seattle. I think Atlanta's a little dangerous. I think yeah. if Ritter plays well, they're a little dangerous. Boy, but that's, that's a, a loaded. Game. If Ritter plays yeah. well, that scares me, Rob. If I, Ritter plays game. well, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, we're talking about. AFC North. We're talking about Joe Burrow. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I mean, and we're saying, hey, if Ritter plays well, I, I mean, know. the Eagles. <laughs> uh, the Eagles. I'm not picking on you, Rob, but no. um, the, the, the Eagles have a great situation when it comes to quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. who is number two? You can you can make an argument, Dak. Oh. I've made the argument. It might be Jared Goff. Goff had a great year. Yeah. That's another one. I re- I'm really curious to see what it looks like again. He's got nice weapons, you know, but what it looks like again. Well, one suspended for six games. That's so true. That's an issue. That's true. Um, Jamison Williamson, he was coming back. So, but I mean, Kirk Cousins is a good player, but he's a lame duck and Minnesota's yeah. pretty much declared they're going to move on. So that's never a good situation when you announce either the coach or the quarterback is a lame duck. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Carr, maybe, making the move. An AFC quarterback making the move. Um, New Orleans <laughs> yeah. might be a surprise. I think New Orleans is dangerous, too. I don't yeah. know about Dennis Allen as a coach, but I, I think they're dangerous. And is were you able to find out about Kamara at any point? You know, if there's anything yeah. coming down there? I, I, I'd probably go Dak number two. If, if you know, and then car three, but Dak's got yeah. a lot to prove. As Damo pointed out earlier, he was a you know, a pick six yeah. machine last yeah. year, yeah. But a lot of turnovers, a he's a guy that I, I bet on if you're looking for a comeback guy mm-hmm. because I mean, he knows what he knows people have buried him, he knows people think he was a fraud. Uh, so I'd be a you know, if I'm the Eagles, I'm concerned about what kind of season he's going to come back and have. So, Damo, what do you want to see Hertz get better at? Um, red zone and he, he got better at third on third down last year. Uh, he got better on the deep ball, uh, red zone. They're a unique team in that they ran the ball mostly in the red zone and a lot with him. I mean, 13, yep. uh, touch, yeah. rushing touch. 
But if if he can improve as a passer in the red zone, um, I mean, they'll be unstoppable inside the 20. I mean, they were yeah. pretty close to that last year. I think they finished fourth or fifth in the league in red zone offense. But uh, that's that's where I think he could – he need he, one spot he, he could use to, to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Are you in the camp, Domo, that the Eagles have to change? You mentioned the effectiveness – but, you know, it was 22 uh, passing touchdowns versus 13 rushing touchdowns. To me, 35 touchdowns is 35 touchdowns. I don't care how he gets it in the end zone. He got it in the end zone. But you have this mentality that, oh, he's going to get hurt if he runs the football. Um, Nick's on on record saying we're not paying him more to do less. And, and you know, when you run an RPO-based offense – it's basically up to what the defense does, whether he's going to run the football or not. They're not necessarily designed run calls. So Shane Steichen, in between F-bombs, used to tell me this all the time, <laughs> uh, behind the scenes, uh, Damo, not a lot of called design run plays for Jalen Hurts in this offense. And I think the perception is that there were how do you if you don't call a lot of design run plays, but he's running the football a lot because you're calling RPOs? You got to hand it off to the running back. And what else are you going to do? Then it's well, not an RPO. Right? I know it's a handoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, one area I think they could reduce some of the carries, and 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 you're right. I mean, I don't think I've said since he got there that you get. You know, I mean, it's running is part of his game, and you don't take it away. At the same time, 140, 165 carries last year. That adds yeah. up. Um, yeah. You know, I granted like 40 of them are, are on those quarterback sneaks, which, you know, he's great at. You don't Forty ever one. want to eliminate. Them. Yeah. Yep. You don't ever want to eliminate those because it's such a, you know, I mean, thankfully for them, the league did not outlaw it. Push, push. Uh, so I'm fourth and one, third and one is going to be automatic again for them. But where he could, where he could eliminate some runs, is if he to, to in, get more comfortable in the pocket, uh, learn how to move around a little bit better, and find that receiver in the in the in an extra second uh, rather than just take off and run. Um, I mean, he's he's pretty patient considering his background. I mean, he learned to adapt, uh, but there's still you know areas there where I think you you could cut off cut out some of the runs and still have big plays where he could throw it. You know, I mean, we're just, you know, he steps up instead of runs uh, outside. Um, you know, that's, he's not comfortable. He wasn't comfortable doing that last year uh, totally. Uh, so I think that's probably one of the things he's worked on in the off season. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't ever want to see him stop running because I think it's such a, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a full, he's got a fullback's body, which is different than pretty much any quarterback Who's you know I mean Lamar Jackson can't take the hits that uh, Jalen can, but still Jalen's you know you don't want him at the end of the season with a banged up shoulder, you know yeah. in your most important games. So yeah. um, I think they got to bring the 165 down to 130 maybe. Uh, we'll see how they do that. Yeah, yeah. Was, I was surprised that we went back. I went back and looked at this, and Justin Fields, who I would have thought had more rushing attempts than Jalen, had five less. That was surprising yeah. to me. He had he had 160, and then it was I think Daniel Jones at 120, and then Lamar Jackson only in like 12 games had 112. He would have had the most, but 
yeah, I'm with yeah. you guys. Like, I, I don't want to all of a sudden have him strapped in the pocket. You, you, why would you take away that kind of athleticism? But there is a fine line. I mean, you don't want to put yeah. risk as much. Yeah. But I think we go overboard with the he can't run anymore. You know, it's like, no, you don't want right. to do that either. It's And I get it from the – and you know what? The Eagles were, were pretty upfront about that. Like, we didn't – we don't want to take away from who he is. Nick said that almost immediately. And yeah. I didn't think that was just bluster. <clears throat> I think it was real. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's very real. I think he calls it a superpower. Why yeah. would you take a superpower away? So I agree mm-hmm. with Nick there. You know, Damo, I wanted to mention at, at the 33rd team, I thought you wrote an interesting piece. Uh, who's next college football coaches who could make the NFL leap? A um, couple things I wanted to ask. First of all, for people that don't know, when, when the Eagles moved on from Doug Peterson, one of their first calls might've been their first call was to Lincoln Riley to see if Lincoln was interested in making the move. And I know one of the guys you mentioned was Matt Campbell is very close to Nick Sirianni. Um, and he's been on, yeah, yeah, he's been on the NFL's radar for a while. Curious. Number one, how NIL has changed the perception of some of these college coaches, because it's like the wild, wild West people thinking "It, it, 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 you know, I don't know if I'm a college coach, I'm looking for the ripcord. Maybe not Nick Saban, uh, who's already, you know, he knows how good it is at Alabama compared to how difficult it is at the NFL when everybody's got the even playing field. Um, How has that changed uh, uh, the perception of of these high profile college coaches and maybe looking uh, to make that leap? Well, it's made a lot more of them uh, more willing to consider options if they're there to jump to the NFL because, um, you know, nil and the transfer portal have just made college a crazy. Yeah, so crazy that too. Thing. Yeah, should have mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're a Matt Campbell, you're, you know, you're already not getting five-star recruits because of this program you have. Um, you know, he, he – Trying to, you know, you got guys, you got to, if you, you know, if they're, if you, if they're not happy with you one day, they're in the transfer portal the next. You got to have, you got to have the boosters. I, I saw yesterday where some quarterback, I can't remember who's, uh, re, who recruited him, but he, he just signed a deal. He's, he just, some dealerships giving him a, a, you know, the top of the line Mercedes. Uh, and that's just the start of it. I mean, if you're not, if you're not one of these elite programs, you know, you don't have the money to, to play yeah, that game. Yeah. Uh, so it's just very uneven. Uh, it's more aggravation than these guys ever thought they would have when they got into college coaching. So uh, the the problem is on the other side of the fence, not many college coaches have been successful. I mean, Harbaugh has when he came yeah. to the 40 years. Uh, so that's kind of made some teams a little bit reluctant to, to you know, consider – College coaches, especially if they haven't had any NFL experience in their background. Um, so, but there and are, Chip, m- I mean, yeah, you were around Chip. Chip for years now. Hey, I Chip was uh, a, a you know what at times, but I, I'm do people realize how much Chip Kelly changed the NFL? The because he did, unbelievable. He, he, I mean, uh, the whole league basically plays like chip did now now he didn't i don't i don't think chip had that sort of filter um dombo in that look 
he it's not 22 year olds like he was dealing with jason yeah. peters you can't run him into the ground mm-hmm. with tempo um and i think bill belichick did a great job who loved chip kelly by the way yeah. he did a great job filtering what chip did well with tempo and tom brady um but in in hindsight um how, how much do you think chip's impact on the nfl has been i don't want to say underrated but maybe understated i think the biggest impact he's had john maybe has not been so much on x's and o's as 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 it has been on science uh Sports you know he science. was the first guy you know he yeah. was the first guy to come up with ways you know changing practice schedules to maximize yeah. performance things like that um yeah. you know he, on the field his his he he couldn't he couldn't find moderation you know i mean yeah. I, I remember talking to lane johnson after chip got fired and and I yeah, never, so that, I never saw Lane happier. <laughs> Before that, Lane had never uttered a bad word about yeah. Chip Kelly. After Chip left, he just let go. Yeah, you know, talking about how he was just killing, you know, shortening careers, killing offensive linemen with that system. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but by the same token, for two years they were ten and six. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chip Kelly's problem was not that he couldn't win games with, you know, it was that. You know, he had a, he couldn't communicate with people. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, getting back to what he, his biggest impact, I think it was actually sports science. I think yeah. so. I, th- I think it was two things. He 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 didn't get, frankly he didn't get along with people, and that's part of the job. And <laughs> big part, maybe not the understanding part. Yeah. that you do have to d- tamper it back every once in a while, and yeah. that was it. But there, you're right. There's still a massive influence to this day. All this stuff. That, that people still scream about with, with the sports science and the maintenance days. And, and, and Chip was way ahead of his time with that kind of, it's a yeah. shame he couldn't understand the other part. He just yeah, had no filter. He, he, yeah. he couldn't see the bad stuff and, yeah. and just try to filter that out. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's why I brought up Bill because Bill, you know, loved the tempo aspect of Chip Kelly. He used to invite him before he became a coach. He used to invite him yeah. to pick his, pick his mind Mm -hmm. but chip was like go 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 never stop yeah and bill's like well now you you know we only got 53 players we you know and when you have a two touchdown lead you know and you have a quarterback that can milk the clock then you you kind of you kind of pull back you have the dampener switch whatever you want to call it (laughs) chip never got that part of it which yeah yeah but yeah, getting along with people is kind of a big deal. It's a big deal when you're a head coach of a football team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald, back to back to present. That's a good point. Not just a head football coach. Uh, yeah. Present day, Damo. I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this. The the running back situation. How do you view it with the Eagles? Uh, how do you view it in terms of is it just ride the hot hand? <clears throat> is it understanding that these guys have had an injury history and you gotta maybe you don't want to be pounding certain guys? It's kind of a four headed monster with with two in the lead you know, role. How, how do you, how do you look at it? I think it's going to be a by committee deal, uh, Rob, uh, you know, which is kind of what they've been. Uh, even when, even when miles was here, they weren't exactly wearing them to death. Um, what I like the swift pickup. I mean, he and Gainwell give them probably the best two pass catching uh, running backs in the league and, and, and not just dumping it to them <laughs> out of the backfield. 
uh, with Gainwell, you've got a guy that can run wide receiver routes. You, you know, you can do anything with him. So I'm going to be interested to see, you know, how Nick uses these guys, how Brian Johnson uses these guys. But I think pretty much we're going to see a, a cycling here with those two and, and, you know, and Boston Scott in, in he'll have his role. Uh, it won't be, uh, you know, as a third down back, I don't think, but, you know, he'll be there when the Giants, Giants are in. when the Giants show up. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> break glass in case of that's the it. Giants. He's ready. Yeah. He's ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Boston yeah. Scott. Uh, yeah, Swift is interesting. Last one for me. Make sure you follow uh, follow Paul on Twitter at pjamo. You can read him at the thirty thirteen. Um, uh, does a tremendous job there. We just mentioned his his uh, uh, piece on college coaches in season. JacobSports.com. Uh, WCB, uh, WBCB. I always got to get that right. Uh, General Station. Yes. Um, uh, uh, does work there. Domo, as well. You're everywhere, man. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Prolific. Retired. Uh, Damo never retired. Um, author <laughs> uh, to be as well. I'll throw that in there. Um, with Swift though, Damo, and you mentioned the receiving ability, and I'm with you. Like if if Swift and Gainwell were on the Chargers like Austin Eckler and you had the more traditional quarterback like Justin Herbert, I thought they, I think they'd already be like, you know, 70, 80 catch guys. Swift has already caught 60 in Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So he's already done it. Um, I don't think that part of it is as important in this offense because Jalen's not going to dump the football off. He's not dumping it off to the back because he's going to go get more than the back is going to get. Um, however, I think more design plays. And one thing they did in the spring, Damo, was when they went to those empty sets and still throwing those stupid bubble screens to the receivers, they were throwing it to DeAndre Swift. I like that. Because you know those bubble screens. you got to make that first guy miss. And a running yeah. back can do that. Yeah, Rager was great at that, John. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No. Kidding, kidding. Exactly. Right. Uh, Quez, uh, come on. Uh, it, it's not going to work. And it's a very ugly play when it doesn't work. Uh, yeah. Non-aesthetic. I think Swift could really help on something like that. Those those types of, we have a man advantage, let's throw it out there. He could break that first tackle. John, I think you and I disagree on the dump off definition because if you look at I, I think back to the playoffs when they started I, I think Gainwell had like seven catches in the playoffs a lot of them were they would circle him out underneath I mean he, he you talked about about Jalen being able to just you know take what's there when he needed to well, if you're trying to cut down on his carries that's another place to do it if you've got Gainwell or Swift wide open 10 yards down the field, you know, where they just on a circle, just a simple circle route where everybody else is concerned with Goddard and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. And this guy's wide open. You take it. And, 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 and because those guys, you know, both Swift and Gainwell are so good at yards after the catch, those plays could turn into something big. Uh, so, I mean, I, that's, that's why I think, getting swift and using Gainwell more this year in a pass catching rule are, are, are going to be so vital to that offense. 
Good stuff. Damo, good stuff, man. We appreciate you hopping on with us uh, for a couple of minutes. And and, and John just laid out everywhere. Uh, you can catch Paul's work, but also just follow him on Twitter at P Damo. Damo, thanks, man. Always good catching up with you. Thank you, guys. Take care. Appreciate it, thanks, Paul Damo. Great thoughts there. I, you know, I'm, John, are you like me? I don't know how much of a summer guy you are, uh, but I, I love the warmer weather, okay? But but I get to this point in the year where we're just about in July, what it be June 29th, whatever it is. So so we're we're less than a month away from training camp. But it's also the you know, we're in like the early stages of the summer. So I have to fight my brain over wanting to fast forward to get to football season versus enjoy the summer. Do you have that e- eternal tug and pull that I have or yeah. not? Not to that degree because like uh, yeah, well, I got to cover the team on a daily basis. So once so you know your trip, work's going to get cranked up. Yeah, it's yeah. going to get cranked up. But yeah. you know, I'm kind of to the point where we just talked about with Chip changing practice schedules and all that kind of stuff. Boy, training camp is not as exciting as it once was. Yeah. Like yeah. I have a tough time taking any of it seriously. I got to ramp up taking it seriously. Right. Um because they practice so little and it's all about, let's be honest. It's about getting uh, to week one as healthy as possible. Um, And I get it. I get why they do that. And then you sort of play your way into shape uh, for lack of a better phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Eagles have some veteran players, the core four, so to speak. Uh, Jason Kelsey doesn't need training camp. Now, on the other hand, it's really important for the younger players. Um, one we we're hoping to get, and we're not going to get Milton Williams. Uh, we have to talk. Yeah, about it's that, just yeah. We'll we'll let the folks yeah. know in a second. Yeah, but um, and and we're going to get Zach McPherson uh, tomorrow. So hopefully that makes up for it. But um, it, it so I'm I'm kind of torn is what I'm trying to say, Rob. Yeah. I don't think it's important for the veteran players, the Kelseys of the world, the Fletches, BG. You know, they're going to be ready. Right. They know what it takes. They're professionals. Um, but it is really important for the younger players. And this is a team that is trying to serve those two masters. So how do you get work in for Jalen Carter and keep everybody as fresh as possible? Well, the veteran players, you're going to have a ton of maintenance days that we saw last year. You're going to have these big injury lists. It, it cracked me up every time. During the season, we would have these massive injury lists on um, whether it was Wednesday or Thursday, the Eagles would decry it as maintenance day. Right. And no matter what, people would get scared. And you would say, this is just how they do business. This is maintenance. This is how you get through this season. So, and then, Rob, you have this one cut. It's not. Back in the day, you used to have those increments. You cut from 90 to 85. Yeah. Go back even further, you'd have uh, 90 to 85, 85 to 80. Mm-hmm. Now it's 90 to 53. Bang. Yeah, it's, it, it is a one fell swoop. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, what does that mean, 90 to 53? Those three preseason games, you're going to have those 90 players for all of them. Yeah, so that means even less work for the starters in in preseason. 
Let, let me ask you this. Um, I'm, I'm going to get a quick uh, timeout in, John. I, I want to ask you about how much you think we may. I know it's only three games now, and I know the joint practices hold a lot more weight. But how much do you think we'll see the Nicobe Deans, the Jordan Davises, the Jalen Carters, the Nolan Smiths, perhaps, in those kind of games? And uh, we'll let folks know what we have uh, over the course of the next hour or two when we get back. So let's get a quickie in here, John, and we'll come back and we'll continue with the Eagles discussion. He is John McMullen. I'm Rob Ellis. I'm in for Jody Mack today. Great to be hanging with you here on Birds 365. We'll be right back. is in the air at Littleton Coin Company and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods.
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles Birds 365 on this Thursday. He's John McMullen. I'm Rob Ellison for Jody. Jody's back tomorrow, right, John? Uh, yes, the schedule. We're okay. all day to day, Rob. Uh, we're that's, all day. That's that's is, that is correct. And we take it you know, one day at a time. We, can, we can't be looking too far no. ahead, but we will look, look ahead in this sense. Uh, so Unfortunately, no Milton Williams. They changed up his training schedule, so he's not going to be able to make uh, the show today. But as you mentioned, you will have Zach McPherson tomorrow, so you get a chance to talk to him. He, you know, he's a guy who kind of goes under the radar, John, but we don't talk much about. And maybe he'll get an increased role this year. You know, you never quite know. That that should be interesting. Um, what are your expectations of him this upcoming season? Well, uh, Zach is interesting because in. Um... Remember, his first two years, this will be his third season. Um, he uh, was the top backup outside corner. So, you know, one of the problems for Zach was Darius Slay, we talked about health, stayed healthy both seasons for the most part when he had a couple concussions in-game or concussion scares and he got to play a little bit. And then remember two years ago with Steve Nelson showed up two days before camp, played every single game, Rob. Um, and last year, Bradbury, all 20 games, complete health. So uh, Zach never got uh, the opportunity to get a lot of playing time. And, you know, it's good. There's it's good that yeah. the Eagles stayed healthy. Not great for Zach. He didn't get to show off what he can do. But I think the interesting part this year is, on, on paper at least, um, the Eagles added some significant depth outside uh, the numbers, outside cornerbacks. Um, starts with Calais Ringo, the four, rookie fourth-round pick, who's a natural sort of outside corner. Um, and um, Greedy Williams, who was, yep. for people that don't know, a one-time – uh, second round pick in Cleveland has talent and we'll see how he can do. And that enabled the Eagles to bump Zach McPherson inside as the top backup slot corner to Avante Maddox. For me, Rob, I always thought that was his natural position. Mm. He, from the moment I saw Zach, he looked like a slot corner to me. Um, and maybe that helps him, uh, and Abante's had some injury issues, unlike the outside corners. So maybe he gets a chance to play. You don't necessarily want that. Right. Because um, you have three very good starting corners. But I think 
the added depth on the outside allows them to put Zach in this more natural position. And, you know, we saw that last year with Josiah Scott. They had yep. some issues. Um, I think Zach will be able to do that job uh, a lot better, and we'll see how it works out. Now, the reason I, I want to mention this real quick, uh, because it's this Saturday, July 1st, in South Jersey, my neck of the woods, Voorhees. Uh, Milt Williams and Zach are, are doing this seven-on-seven football tournament, trying to get back to the community. Um, so that's going to be at uh, Eastern High School in South Jersey. So just wanted to drop that. No, bit. awesome. Yeah, stop on out, please. Um, I, the, so before the break, I mentioned uh, wanted to bounce this off you. So you know we know the NFL is down to three preseason games, and and this year it'll be uh, August twelfth at Baltimore. Then they're home against Cleveland uh, on the 17th and then home against the Colts on the on the 24th. But there's also the joint practices as well, because the Eagles either have some rookies who could get time. You know, it's very different than last year where you had a lot more depth. A couple of rookies who, who could get time. Jalen Carter, uh, Nolan Smith, Ringo, who you mentioned, who's still not signed. Right. He still is the only no. Eagle. Yeah. No, but the, the fans real not quick, a big deal. Don't yeah. don't worry about that. Please yeah. don't worry about that. That's just. You know, the new CBA, it's not even new anymore, but the current CBA, um, rookie holdouts do not exist anymore uh, for the most part, and and certainly not for for rounders. Now, there's a couple uh, sort of bubble areas, second-round picks, uh, usually top of the second round, top of the fourth round, uh, where you can argue over things like offset language and bonus payouts. And then people go on vacation, right? So if it doesn't get done before the lull that we're in now, like the Eagles are on vacation. Right. A couple of years ago, Landon Dickerson, I went through this. People, when is Landon? He signed, I think, two days before, maybe three days before camp. Nobody's holding out. Kalei Ringo's going to be in. Don't worry about it. Um, it's just bookkeeping. Um, don't worry about it. It's, okay. That's all I could say. All right. So the question I have for you is between the joint practices, which hold a lot more weight, it seems like these days than the, than the actual games, but will we see some of these guys, even, even the Nicobe Deans who is penciled as a starter for sure. Uh, or are they going to look at it like, Nope, he's our starting linebacker. And we got to get this guy to, to week one against new England. You are not going to see them uh, in these preseason games. Yeah, I would think, especially Nicobe, to use that example, you are not going to see him. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I when we were talking about this um, leading into the 2021 season, I always have to think, twenty Jalen's uh, first year as a starter, full-time starter, um, we're, you know, the thought was, well, you need to get this guy some reps, don't you? Mm -hmm. And they, they treated him like, you know, 10-year starter. Right. In bubble wrap, whole nine yards. When you talk about Nicobe, not only do you have the fact that he's going to be a starter, but you don't have much depth at all behind him. Mm -hmm. So that factors in as well. Um, I can imagine that they would do anything other than treat N'Kobe Dean as Ray Lewis in his prime. <laughs> I mean, um, they, they got nothing else. So no, he's not going to get reps for the sake of getting, 
getting reps in meaningless preseason games. I think it's more interesting with players, maybe a Jalen Carter, because they have so much depth mm-hmm. at, at on the defensive line that we we're talking about, you know, conditioning as well. You know, I should have brought that up with Tomo. We were talking about the depth and I'll throw it, um, sound it off you, Rob, and the fact that if there's one thing about those Georgia guys, and Baldy was talking about this, I think, on Ross Tucker's show, mm-hmm. um, they don't play more than four plays in a row yeah. ever because yep. they're so deep. And Dama was talking about the transfer portal, and they got to make these guys happy. Like Nolan Smith was a five-star recruit. He right. was one of the top recruits in the country. If he's not playing, he's going to go transfer to insert name. Yeah. Um, they have to make everyone happy. So Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, they don't play a lot. They didn't play a lot at the college level. So if you're saying, oh, you got to play 60 reps, Jalen Carter's not going to be re- ready to play 60 reps. That's 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 going to need a, a ramp up period. So well, maybe because of that conditioning aspect, you get him a little more. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Well, I, it's funny. I had a conversation with a guy who coaches high school in, in my area. I'm a, I don't want to say what school, but he said they're even experiencing that now. Whereas a freshman, I, I'm talking about playing varsity, who would have to earn their dues. They probably wouldn't get any time until their sophomore and freshman yeah. year. They get him a couple of touches on the varsity level. So they don't transfer like that's where we're at at this point, even in high school, it's gotten to that point. But is there, I guess back to the Georgia thing. Look, it's a great thing if you're Georgia, right. And, and you're Kirby smart. It's a great thing. But is that something that should concern you a little bit? If you're an NFL team that yes, these guys are hell of an athlete. They're they're unbelievable athletes, but they haven't played a ton. Is that, is that, uh, would that worry you at all? A little bit, you know, because, I hear this with, and I'm really high I, on Jalen Carter. I think yeah, I Jalen am too. Carter I think he's going to be in the defensive rookie of the year conversation. Yeah. Too. I mean, I think this is the most talented player the Eagles have gotten in the draft. And, you know, yeah, you got to go back a long way. We went back to Lane Johnson, mm-hmm. even Lane. You know, this is arguably if he didn't have the off the field issues, this is probably the number one pick in the draft. Um, and, you know, when you're a Super Bowl team and you get a number one level talent, that doesn't happen too often. Mm-hmm. So really excited about what Jalen Carter can bring to this defense. But I I go back to last year and I go back to last year because Georgia had five players in the first round um, of the draft. Um, and I'm talking about 2022, starting with Trayvon Walker, number one overall. Um, good player, not great. Didn't, you know, Aiden Hutchinson was better. Uh, there was that debate. Should you take Hutchinson yep. or, or Trayvon Walker? Hutchinson was better. Yep. Um, and it wasn't particularly close. No. Then you got Devonte Wyatt. You got, uh, the Quay Walkers of the world. You got, um, Jordan Davis, obviously who played 270 snaps, Lewis seen, um, got hurt. Yeah. Barely played. And, yeah. but he did get hurt, but mm-hmm. he was their fourth safety before he got hurt. So yep. it wasn't like he was going to play. Um, so the assumption that, oh, they're from Georgia. 
Um, they're going to be great. You don't have to go back very far to understand those startup costs that I was talking about mm -hmm. at the beginning. Everybody goes through it. And Carter, a little bit different maybe because he's so talented. He's so gifted. Um, but, you know, pump the brakes at least a little bit. How about how about Davis? You, I, you and I haven't talked about Davis. I, I'm very much in the, you know, it's like everything else. We're in such a microwave society that we want to make these pronouncements, you know, after five minutes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm very much in the like, can we just see what this year looks like where he's going to get more time and he's got a year under his belt to, to understand what it means to be a pro. But there, you know, some others are going to write him off and others he's going to be the most dominant defensive tackle since, you know, Warren Sapp. Like, where do you where do you fall with Davis? Um, it, it, for people that watch this show, I, 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 I had an issue with Jordan Davis as the 13th overall pick for one reason, not for being a player, but because of his role, like he's not a stat guy. He's never going to be a stat guy. So I think there's this assumption and, you know, it, it, as a matter of fact, you bring this up at this morning. I saw somebody tweeting about uh, Mozzie Smith, who's the um, Cowboys' first-round pick. Yep. Now, for those who don't know Smith, he's a physical freak. He, he, he can bench, like, almost 600 pounds. He's, um, and he's a big nose tackle, very much like Jordan Davis. Mm -hmm. And they're comparing him to be the next Aaron Donald. It's not his position. Right. He's not supposed to be the next Aaron Donald. Um, there's a huge difference between uh, nose tackle, shade, one technique versus three technique, four, four eye technique. So in other words, Rob, Jordan Davis is playing a different position than Fletcher Cox mm -hmm. or Milton Williams or Jalen Carter. And his job is to take up blockers, engulf blockers, and make things easier whether it's N'Kobe Dean, people can put on that Georgia tape and see it easily. Every time N'Kobe Dean made a highlight play, you look right in front of him, there's big Jordan Davis, mm -hmm. um, basically. Eating taking up, up blockers. Yeah. yeah. Um, could be Hassan Reddick, mm -hmm. you know, making it easier for the edge rushers. Right. Um, Josh Sweat, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't – it's esoteric, man. Yeah. Like – People should be comparing Jordan Davis to Haloti Nada in his prime. Vita yeah. Bea right now. And, and Eagles cop might be Hollis Thomas, maybe. You know, somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. And then you get into this, is that, should you be taking that type of player with the 13th overall pick? Right. That, to me, is a more legitimate question. Mm -hmm. Jordan Davis is really good at what he does. But for those people looking at him to be Aaron Donald, that's not that's not his role. Would that's the comp, not what he does? Would the comp of of Carter be more in the Donald yes realm? Yes, yes. than yeah than Davis. Yes. Yeah. And by the way, that's not fair because no, I I don't mean you, you know what I mean. Like a, a guy yeah. who could get after the quarterback as well yeah, yeah, and is yeah. going to do a little bit more in yeah. stuff in the backfield, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's more of a three technique. Uh. With the Eagles, it'll be four eye, and then you could argue, should they be playing? You know. I would like to see Jalen Carter play three technique. Bang. Mm -hmm. The old Jim Swartz. Jim Swartz, defensive front, 
what Pletcher did for so many years, why Pletcher was upset in the early stages. You know, Pletcher used to just pin his ears back. Yeah, he, he didn't want to defend run. screens yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's fun for a defensive lineman. What yeah. the Eagles play now, it's not fun <laughs> at times. <laughs> Unless you're Reddick, uh, the edge rushers are yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, in, the interior guys, it's not that much fun. Uh, do do you do now. you have a good handle on on what it's <laughs> going to look like with Desai? I, I know we all just sort of assume it's going to be very similar <laughs> to Gannon, but you know he's going to have his own twist and whatnot. Is, is it too soon to have a have a? No, handle I mean he he he's already been honest. Look, he in fact, Rob he he said when he's talking about Big Bangio, um, he said he's a direct descendant of Big Bangio. He right. played up a lot of guys copy what big does um jonathan gannon mm-hmm. uh, uh sean desai learned from big Bangio. so yeah i got a real good beat that he's using the same scheme the same philosophy but there's always differences in moments everybody's different right you know the eagles offense with nick sirianni calling plays versus the Eagles offense with Shane Steichen calling plays was different if same offense, but they're different people. Mm-hmm. So in moments they make different decisions. That's where it will differ in, in those short moments. Um, but the philosophy, same, same philosophy. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's here. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I, that's another thing. I, th- I think it's just going to be so interesting. All right, let, let's uh, let's sneak one in here, John. It'll be our final break of the show, and we're going to come back. And I want to ask you about record. Um, you know, there were fourteen and three last year. We know the schedule, at least on paper right now, looks a little bit different, and there's some other circumstances at play. I want to ask you what um, what record you think can win the NFC East. All right, so we'll discuss that when we come back. A lot more to do, uh, that's for sure. Don't go anywhere. He's John McMullen. I'm Rob Ellis in for Jody Mack on this Thursday. Birds three, six, five. Don't go anywhere. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! 
Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Thursday. Hi, John McMullen, Rob Ellis in for <laughs> the Mac Man, hanging out with you. Appreciate it. See you guys in the chat section. Hopefully, I'll see you guys a little bit later for Sports Take at noon with my guy D Gun. We will have Al Morgani to talk about the Flyers draft. So looking forward to talking. All right. Yeah, well, Flyers back in night. the uh yeah. I like yeah. that they're interesting again, John. You know what I mean? I think they're they're working their way back in from uh apathy and and who cares into all right, I'm intrigued a little bit. I think they got they obviously have a very long way to go, but at least there's something back with them. Yeah. I I hey, I'm I go back to the 17,077 days. I got to tell you, Rob, I never thought I would ever live to see, um, in this case, the Wells Fargo Center, empty seats per Flyers games because they had the most loyal, very small group compared yep. to the other teams, but just incredibly, incredibly loyal. But, man, they did it. Yep. <laughs> they I'm with you, John. We, we, so when I worked at Comcast Sports and NBC Sports Philadelphia, our offices are right there in the Wells yeah. Fargo Center. Yeah. And – you know, I, I worked there from 1997 to to 2000, and then back from 15 to 18, whatever. But those, those, especially those years, 97 to 2000. I mean, there would be plenty of nights where the Sixers, you know, it'd be half empty or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It it didn't matter how good bad the Flyers were; they were sold out. Not only were they sold out, like their fans were pumped before every single game. And I'm with you. Like I I, I said, no matter what. Flyers are always beloved by their group, and yeah. you got to you had to do a hell of a job to, to 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 destroy that, and they did. And but I think this group that's in there now understands not to get off on the whole Flyers thing, but understands that what they what's been done and what they have to do to try to fix this thing. I think they get it. They're not kidding themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a long road back when you hit that apathy. Um, yeah. But now, yeah, it's kind of different. Now you're back. I call it Sixer mode. The Sixers are relevant when they're good. If yep. they're not good, they're not going to be relevant because, right. and, and to a certain degree, the Phillies are like that as well. Yeah. The Eagles are the only team that sort of 
is immune to that at this point. But now that I've seen the others go through it, who knows? Yeah, who nobody's knows? totally Teflon, I don't yeah. think. Um, all right, speaking of that, so 14-3 and three last year, you know, Super Bowl, lose by three points the whole nine. Uh, amazing run. Schedule looks tougher, and it's always dangerous to do the whole win-loss thing because yeah, of injuries yeah, yeah. and everything else that comes with that. But it does appear to be you know more challenging, better quarterbacks, et cetera. I, I'm on the record as saying 11 wins could mean you're either as good or even better than last year, even though you're three you know, games lesser in, in, the, in the standings. And it doesn't mean they're not going to get back to a Super Bowl if that's the case. Uh, I just think because of the schedule, because of some of the changes that they've had, it could be more of a difficult road. Where do you fall with that, the win-loss thing? Um, I'm with you. I think they could win less games and be better. Uh, my problem is I don't see how they can be better than last year's team. Um, I'm not going to go back uh, to you know Chuck Bednarik days, but I've said it pretty consistently that um, this is the best Eagles team I ever saw last year's team. I think they were better than the Super Bowl team. I think they were better than the T.O. team. So in the modern era, um, that was the best Eagles team I've ever seen um, from top to bottom. Are you going to be able to do better than that? Right. That's a pretty um, high bar that was – I mean, other but, than winning it, yeah. But But that's what I mean. The best team doesn't always win. Now we're going. You're a four for four guy, so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm probably taking this too far, but I'll make another. The Phillies team that won the World Series and the Ryan Howard, the Chase Utley group, uh, Jimmy Rollins group, I argue that was they they had at least two teams. The team that lost in the World Series to the Yankees was yeah. better. Yeah. Um, the team that lost early in the playoffs was better. Yeah. It was like what of uh, uh, the four year run. It might have been the worst team uh, <laughs> uh, 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 that they had. Yeah. But they won. I have this argument with Jody Mack all the time. He's like, no, if you win, you're the best team. No. Yeah. The, the Giants were not better than the 16-0 and Patriots. They were on mm -hmm. one day when they mm -hmm. needed to be, mm -hmm. but they were not a better team. Um, the Eagles are going to have a really difficult time matching the standard of that team last year doesn't mean they can't win right. it, it, it things break the right way um but i'm with you uh yeah they're not going to win 14 games um part of it is the schedule dallas won 12 games last year i think if you get 12 this season you win the division if either of those teams can get there and i'm with you 11 might win the division and it starts with um, the AFC East, you know, yeah. Think about the Jets are now good with their yep. are projected to be good. Miami's a good football team. The Patriots are probably the worst team in that division, and we all know Buffalo. Um, that's that's difficult, and everybody's got to deal with that division, uh, right? Well, that's the thing. We we talk about it, and we act like the Cowboys aren't playing a very similar schedule. Yeah, you know, they, oh, yeah, <laughs> they are. So, yeah. um, but that's the, the other thing is that new England game's a little tricky, John, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, think about it, you know, Belichick an entire off seat. Well, you know, whatever, how, whatever time they start preparing when they get the schedule, but Belichick preparing for the Eagles, Bill O'Brien stepping in there where it's not going to look like it looked last year offensively for but them. They got Matt Patricia. 
<laughs> that's true. You got the Patricia factor. Forgot yeah. about that. Um, yeah. But no, really, I mean, that's, um, you know, and the, and the Eagles barely escaped last year. I know we, we came to find out that Detroit was Detroit a lot better was than we thought. Team, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, I, I see a very tight game in that opener. Hey, man, I'm going to pump myself up. I said it week one. I said, I don't like going on the road week one in any scenario because your your fan base is fired up, even if you're a bad team, as most projected Detroit to be. Turned out to be they weren't. But most of them did. Most people thought Detroit. Jody said it all the time. Oh, they're going to run by. I'm like. Those fans were fired up, Rob. That was one of the loudest buildings I've ever been in. And typically, you know, if you get the Giants post, uh, excuse me, the Lions post Thanksgiving on a usual year, there's 40,000 people in there. It's dead. Right. Um, That's when you would want the Lions. Right. Uh, Not that week one where everybody's still fired up. Mm -hmm. They don't know they're bad yet. Now, it turns out they were a good team as well. Took them a while to get there, but. I remember Dallas Goddard told me late in the season, and this was before the playoffs, so, you know. Yeah. But late in the season, and it was unprompted, and he said, I don't care what anybody says. Detroit's the best team we've faced all season. Wow. Yeah. Um, That's the kind of talent they had. And they just escaped. Um, As you mentioned, uh, they got a big lead, but – they weren't able to hold it and they escaped. Same thing here, week one. Now, uh, I, you know, people are fired up um, on the road, home opener for them. Tom Brady Day. Yeah, right. A lot, a lot of emotion uh, yeah. in the air for um, sure. It's always a difficult spot to go into anywhere for the home opener. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. That's going to be tougher than people realize. I think one of look, we all know what the record is and how hard it is to get back. Um, it was just, it's just the history of the league, but I, I do really believe this, John, you, you have, you have a, a really unique blend of leadership here. You have guys who have, who have tasted it like Kelsey and, you know, and Brandon and, and Fletcher Cox and Lane, et cetera, who are going to keep them on the straight and narrow. I think now you can't control injuries, but I'm talking about the other stuff, the intangible stuff and, and Jalen hurts who is just beyond freakish in how dialed in he is. Yeah. I think that stuff is going to prevent some of the other stuff that, that befalls other teams or has befalled other teams before. I agree. It's nice to have. I mean, you know, they stole it from the Yankees, the Jeter Yankees, but the core four of this uh, group, and you mentioned them, I mean, that's part of it. And then you have the the most mature 24-year-old we've all ever met. Um <laughs> Jalen Hurts is, um, yeah, he's different. Um, And that leadership is a big part of it. And, you know, they also build the right way. Howie's a big part of it. Jeffrey's a big part of it. Jeffrey uh, starts it. But, you know, and Nick Sirianni's talked about this a a few times, and he admits he was pretty lucky because typically when you're a first-time head coach coming into a situation, you're coming into a bad football team. Yeah. The Eagles had a bad season. They weren't a bad football team. And the reason why is because they had a ton of talent on the offensive line and the defensive line. And Nick said, typically when you come into a team, you know, you, you got to rebuild those things. Mm-hmm. And here it was ready made. 
they had the, they had all the injury issues on the offensive line. You remember Doug's yeah. last season. All of a sudden, guys are healthy, and it's Kelsey and Lane, and you know they batted, developed Jordan. You know Isaac was still here. All those great offensive linemen. Then you add Landon Dickerson. They keep going and going and going. Um, and then the defensive line. I mean, if you can block people, you're going to win a lot of games in this league. If you can't block people, that defensive line, you're going to you're going to lose a lot of games. And the Eagles have both, so they can really cause havoc with these teams that can't block people, and they can block anybody. And that's the thing. I mean, philosophically, they build from the inside out. And, and yeah. you look at both sides of the, you know, the line. We, we started the whole show off talking about the defensive line, and here we are on the offensive line. And it's it's the strength of the team. I mean, obviously, yeah. Jalen Hurts, you know, what, what a season. But, I mean, and, and it's not like you don't have 1,000-yard receivers. You have all that stuff. But it doesn't matter if you don't have the offensive line. None of that other stuff matters. And, and, and we talk about the Cowboys, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Lane Johnson his flowers here. Because for years, you know, and I think Eagles fans are like, eh, Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence would wreck games. Yeah. Micah Parsons is one of the best uh, defensive players in this league. Eagles fans probably don't realize it unless they're watching him play other teams because they come in and against Philadelphia and Lane just shuts them down. Yeah. Um, it's pretty amazing. Um, so – Again, when you can do that, and and you saw, remember uh, the 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 Denver game uh, during the the twenty seventeen Super Bowl. Oh, they season. just wrecked them. Yeah, yeah, that was Von Von Miller was still Von Miller at the height yeah. of his game with it, and Lane shut him down. Yeah, it, 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 you know, of all the players, um, and it's such a non sexy position. Um, of, of, of this run of Eagles football, the dominance that Lane Johnson has shown um, against the best players in football, the best defensive players in football, we're going to look back on that and go, wow, because mm-hmm. that's that just doesn't happen. I argue this all the time, John, and, and I know the suspensions will hurt him. I get it, okay? and But I think he's a Hall of Famer, and – Oh, I'm Some with people you. Will, yeah, the people will, and I get it. People will argue and say he's got to do it a couple more years because the early portion of his career. Some people are going to look at that, but my counter to that is a how great he's been, and b, you know, frankly, it's football, and people don't look at it the same way. No, they don't with, care. with the PED stuff that they do. Like baseball, it's it's a scarlet letter that's on your yeah, on you yeah, for the rest yeah. of your life. Football, it's like okay, only four games. Let's go get him right back, yeah. and they don't care because I think they, they view it as. These guys are putting their body on the line. Do what you got to do. Uh, so I think I do absolutely think he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, at, uh, on on both counts, Rob, in the case that in baseball, as you mentioned, it, it you know Barry Bonds is in the Hall of Fame. You know Roger Clemens is in the Hall of Fame. To me, it's silly, but that's we can mm-hmm. do another show on that. But yeah, you know you can't tell me it's a Hall of Fame and have the best pitcher and the best player of a generation is not in there. Right. But um, put a plaque up and say this is the PED. Do what, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, it's a museum, by the way. But yes, anyway, it is I, a museum. Again, it's a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in the case of Lane, I don't think the PED stuff is going to hurt him all. Here's what's going to hurt Lane. Um, 
when the boat and we have a lot of we're lucky enough to have a lot of them on this show uh pro football hall of fame voters uh clark judge we've had damo uh, is a philadelphia um jason cole that uh, just uh to orlando led better we've had right. like eight or nine guys we've been lucky enough to have that are hall of fame selectors and they all have a real good feel for the game but as those guys kind of age out um what they look at is all pro nods and all decade teams that's what they sort of gauge on and because of the way this league was set up and only recently is lane beginning these all he's a two-time all pro rob that's ridiculous absurd yeah because they would put two left tackles on there. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be distinctive right yeah. left. It just yeah, yeah, whoever. Yeah. And they've only recently changed that. And he he's he's like at this stage, he's probably a five, six time all pro player. Right. But he's only got two because of the way they did it. And that that's gonna hurt him. Mm. Especially with a lot of the younger voters. Because all they look at is a piece of paper and they say, well, he's only got two all pro nuts, you know? So he does have to get probably two or three more to be the slam dunk guy. But I got to be honest with you, the PD part, that's not even going to hurt him in football. Yeah. Kill you in baseball. It's not Mm going to hurt him in football. People don't care. It's Uh, the most hypocritical thing ever. I agree with you. I like, and that's people who hit me with that. I'm like, did you, Think about how many players' reputation was damaged by PEDs in the NFL that that, that did their time, right? We just no. we move right on from that. No. The, the concern is, oh my God, he's out four games. You know, what what are we getting him back? Then it is, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. But Kelsey's a lock, right? At this point, yeah, I would think so. I think so. But yeah. but two years ago, I wouldn't have said he was a lock. Now yeah. he's a lock. But yeah. he's had two consecutive. Well, he said. He's five-time All-Pro now. You know, he's been All-Pro, All-Pro, All-Pro late in his career, and that's that's why that's why he's a no-brainer. The Eagles um, are a unique case. I know, I know, Kelsey, you know, started from the jump, but he he had never he had the one really year that he struggled a lot. There's oh, snaps yeah. out of the thought he was getting he, cut, right? And 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 you know, people were looking to, and I get it. People were were looking to run him out, and Brandon Graham too. They're a unique case of, of of sports and football in this day and age, and being with the same organization, which is crazy, of just getting better, 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 and completely flipping the public perception of them, especially Brandon Graham. Oh, Brandon is the biggest one. I mean, Brandon. All we um, heard was Earl Thomas, John. It's all we heard. And Jason Pierre-Paul. Pierre-Paul and too. It, yep. it, it was it was Earl Thomas. It was Jason Pierre-Paul right after Brandon Graham. And it was so ironic. Earl's going to the Hall of Fame. Um, You know, he's a no-brainer guy. But I think it was ironic that he lasted. Brandon ended up lasting longer with his original team than obviously Earl. And same with JPP, was a great player as well. Um, And had the fireworks issue, which kind of derailed him a little bit. But, I, I mean, Brandon was going to get cut for Travis Long. And Travis Long tours ACL um, back-to-back years. Uh, Chip loved him, <laughs> Travis Long. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he was a bust. He was labeled a bust, and he kept working and working and working. And he has become one of the best defensive players in Eagles history. 
Um, it, it, you know, and he's more of a well-rounded guy who, you know, defends the run, rushes the passer, but even Brandon, because he never got 10 sacks until last year. Like I hear people say Brandon had his best year, not even close to his best year. Mm-hmm. He was a situational player. This guy was, um, you know, it's always a rotational position, but he would play 70% of the snaps and be one of the best edge defenders in football. Yeah. Uh, year after year after year. Um, and last year, by the way, if you want to take, uh, uh, I'm trying to pull up the PFF ratings, which is not perfect, but it kind of tells you. Um, so if you go back to 2012, um, Brandon was two of 92 rated number two of 92 edge defenders in the NFL. Wow. Then he was 20 of 88, six of 99, 10 of 108, number two of 111 in 2016, number five of 108, number seven of 104, number 15 of 104, number 10 of 110 in 2020. And last year was number five, of 119 you talk about consistency uh just a great player and because he doesn't have the sack numbers that's all anybody cares about um i don't think he gets the credit even in philadelphia that he deserves of being he is one of the best players in franchise history easily He's, I mean, 11 sacks coming off a torn Achilles at whatever he was last year, 34, 35 years old, is insane. It's insane. In, yeah. in limited snaps, which yeah. actually helps him, but it's still, yeah. I mean, it's less time you're out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, people love sacks. I mean, especially in this town. But he's always been good against the run. He was always a willing run defender. He was never a just a specialist. He was never a guy. He wasn't Jason Babin or you know whomever oh, you, know, yeah. you, you want to throw out. Well, never- that's a great example. I mean, Brandon Graham. So that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Ten years where he was a top edge defender in football, um, and a lot of people want twenty sacks from Jason Babin, who was you know didn't even play the run at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I talked about the esoteric nature of Jordan Davis. There's a little of that with Brandon Graham. Um, I think people, because he's so popular, right? He's yeah. got such an infectious personality. People love him. But I still get that feeling. And, Rob, you get to talk to yeah. callers all the time. I get that feeling. They don't realize how good he was. No, I don't think they did either. I think he. I think for a long time he was underrated in the city. Now he's appreciated. I Obviously, the strip sack and the Super Bowl and all that kind of thing. I think just put him into a different orbit. But, but you're right, John. It's more of, boy, he's really good and what a great guy. It's like, yeah, he is a great guy. But this dude yeah. was a beast on the field. He really yeah. was. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know that he got his – just do necessarily at least in the early years like i think he's certainly getting it now but it it took a while well and i've talked to so many uh opposing coaches over the years and every single one of them offensive coach rob would say uh we gotta we gotta block 55 and and 91 i mean that's where it would start Mm -hmm. um and that's who they game plan for that's that's who they game plan for with the Philadelphia defense. And I don't think people recognize that. I just don't. Um, 
I can't explain it because he's extremely popular. Um, yeah. We we talked about that in the beginning. He gets it like Jason gets it, but I think Jason's at a different level. Like I yeah. think Brad's is not going to the Hall of Fame. Um, no, I, Eagles Hall of Fame, but not Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah. No. Um, and I think he's every bit the player that that Jason Kelsey has been. Every bit on the other side of the yeah it's a good point it's a good point i think yeah i think it's because there's there's so much more that it's like home runs you know you don't necessarily appreciate a guy who's who's gonna get on base at time yeah the well-rounded guy yeah Yeah, exactly you you want ryan howard versus yeah you know the five tool guy who maybe hits 300 with 20 home runs and Mm -hmm. um on base percentage through the roof yeah yeah, etc uh nolan smith let's stay on the edge for a minute here um in terms of reps and opportunity snaps and whatnot, do you see him playing a big role or is this going to be one of those understudy roles that maybe, maybe Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean had last year? Yeah, I, I think they're going to start him out slowly because they have so much depth. I mean, Hassan is, you know, defensive player of the year candidate. Right. Uh, Josh Wett may be the most underrated current Eagle, great player, pro bowl level player. Um, uh, Brandon Graham uh, is still, you saw him in a situational role. There's only so many snaps to go around when it comes to edge rushers. So if you think about last year, the, the plan, Rob, was Derek Barnett was going to be that fourth guy and he tours ACL in week one. The Eagles never got what they wanted. They were looking for it. Patrick Johnson couldn't do it. They traded for Robert Quinn. That didn't work. Um, they want that fourth guy. Nolan's going to be that fourth guy, but 25, 30% of the snaps, if that, um, Reddick and Sweat are too good. I yep. mean, now injuries aside, obviously you'll get an opportunity, but you don't necessarily want that. It's a luxury. They, they, they can afford to take their time with Nolan Smith, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. No doubt. No, no. yeah. I thought this was very cool. I don't know if you saw this, but um, the Kobe Dean, who was a, a, a phenomenal student at Georgia as well, oh, yeah. um, is going back to to finish up his degree, um, you know, which which I think uh, Brandon Graham actually just did this uh, at Michigan. Jalen Hurts got his Jalen uh, Hurts got his master's. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that to me, you, you know, speaks volumes about him. He was a uh, mechanical engineer. Yeah, and he's going yeah. back to finish up at uh, at Georgia. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Nicobe, and that's one of the things uh, why people are so excited uh, in in at the Dovacare Complex. Nicobe is really smart. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a concern when you put that green dot typically on a young player. Uh, can they do it? Can they handle it? Um, there's really no concerns about that with Nicobe. Um and there shouldn't be. I mean, the issues with him are played 34 snaps. You know, I mentioned yeah, some of those Georgia rookies last year, high-profile guys, didn't hit the ground running because mm-hmm. it's hard in the NFL. And TJ Edwards, I say it all the time, played really well last year. Um and if you think about 
counting the playoffs, Rob, 20, I think it was about 2,300 snaps uh, between TJ Edwards and Kaiser White. Played all 20 games, both of them. No injuries. We talked about the health. Is that going to happen again? Yeah. Um, Nicobe Dean and Nic- Nicholas Morrow, are they going to play 2,300 snaps? Probably not. Effectively? Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough bar. Yeah. No, there's no question about it. That, that w- It's the most, I don't want to say underplayed, because people do realize it, but I, I think it, it, there were so many good things last year that occurred, but some things are out of your control, and they got very fortunate. Like the injuries they had, John, were typically – like three game things where guys could get back at some point, CJ, GJ, et cetera. Like guys could get back. It yeah. wasn't, it, yeah. you weren't whacked for the entire season. Even, even it worked out very well with, with Jalen is also, you know, that he was yeah, the biggest to- one was probably Avante. Avante missed right. Right. eight, nine games mm-hmm. um, with a host of injuries. Yeah. Um, and even that little thing, the Eagles kind of struggled, right? Yeah. Josiah Scott, third and 30. Yeah. Um, and, and back when, if you're, you remember when CJ was out, uh, uh, Rob, mm-hmm. that's when Reed Blankenship came in. And then when CJ came back and Abonte got hurt, mm-hmm. they put CJ in the slot and said, you know what? Reed's better than Josiah, so let's manipulate it that way. Right. Um, and we're talking about Zach McPherson. Hopefully he's going to be on the show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now they have better depth behind Abonte Maddox, but – yeah, I talked about Edwards and White, Slay and Bradbury, twenty games. Wow, out there, freaking unbelievable! It's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, all right, let's let's get a quickie in here, John, and, and we'll put a bow on this uh, on this bad boy today. It's been a lot of fun, gone fast for sure. So we'll get a quick one in. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere. Final segment coming up. That's John McMullen. I'm Rob Ellis. I'm in for Jody today. Birds three sixty five. Right back. run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles We're back. Yes, what's up everybody? Rob Ellison for Jody Mack along with uh, John McMullen, Birds 365. So John, tomorrow you guys will have uh, Zach McPherson. That, so that should be that should be fun, get, get, catching up with him tomorrow. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. I never <laughs> say, uh, you know, who knows? Training might get... Uh, <laughs> Uh, turn it's, but you know it's good to have uh you know by the way milton's from uh texas i believe zach now zach went to penn state then he transferred texas tech, to I texas think? tech yes i believe he lives in texas um, okay good to have those guys back in uh south jersey um yeah. in in the philadelphia area yeah, seven so. on seven summer classic on saturday at 11 a.m it's at eastern junior vikings field in Voorhees, and it'll yeah. be i think it's team milton williams against team zach mcpherson yeah right? yeah so cool. doing stuff for the community so young players we always thought we'd been talking a lot about the jason kelsey's of the brand of gramps we saw all the fun everybody had down at seattle yesterday <laughs> he had some fun <laughs> Good, good to see the young guys getting involved in the community as yeah. well because, hey, you know, Jason's not going to be here all the time. Brandon's not going to be here all the time. And they're far closer to the end than the beginning. That's just the reality. So um, next uh, group has got to come along. Now, Jalen Hurts is obviously yeah. the leader there, and that's a good leader. But uh, other guys got to step up as well. Yeah, and everybody leads in different ways. Like I can't see Jalen Hurts doing, you know, chugging kind no, of No, he's not gonna <laughs> not gonna chug. That's gonna be the offensive lineman. Man, who knows? Maybe Lando takes over. Maybe did you, Lando. Did he, was he da- I think he was, he was down in, like, there. Yeah, overalls down. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he was down there in this overalls. He's him a he's and, a trip, man. Lando oh yeah. And him and Jordan are thick as thieves, Jordan Milata. Jordan was his yeah. best man. They just met. He was that's his crazy. Best man. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan's one of a kind too. Did I mean? Yeah. Do you see? Oh, him? Yeah. I forget who. Oh, Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker in Wildwood yeah. was it Barefoot or whatever the, the the concert was. Pulls him up there, and he's yeah. He's cr- that dude, man. He has no oh, fear. He, he's got tremendous pipes. I mean, he is a tremendous singer uh, yeah. to the point where you start saying, "What are you doing, man? Yeah. And what are you what are you beating yourself up for?" Now, do you think he's the type who will stay here in the States when his, his playing career is done or we go back to Australia, you think? I think he'll stay. Okay. Um, um, you know, um, he loves it here. Um, and he's, you know, becoming very popular. So um, you never know. But 
he's also going to have, you know, his spouse to deal with. So it's true. Stay. It's true. Uh, last one at that guard spot. We didn't even get to this today, but uh, I just want to bounce it off you. Is it, is it Jurgens or Steen in your estimation? Ultimately, when it when it comes to crunch time, you know, I I, I do think it's going to be Jurgens. Um, tough to get a, a rookie up to speed. Not and and remember, Tyler Steen played strictly tackle right. in college. Played right tackle at, at Bandy, left tackle Alabama. Um, so he's not only learning on the fly when it comes to the NFL, but he's changing positions. Now the one part which I should have brought up when we were talking about Jason and, and that before, typically you think Brandon Brooks, um, even Isaac, they want that big body yeah. next to Jason Kelsey because Jason is undersized. Now you have undersized, undersized. Uh, but Cam was talking about it. Just got to go about it a different way. It's mm-hmm. just going to be more athletic and, and maybe it looks a little bit different. Uh, but maybe it works out. Um, the good news is the depth. I mean, all yeah. right, if Cam can't do it, you go to Tyler. If mm-hmm. Tyler can't do it, your worst case scenario, Rob, Jack Driscoll. Yeah. Who's confident? Who's Army knife. Yeah. 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 No doubt. No doubt. All right, John, this has been fun, man. I want to thank Tony Shields, producer of the program, all of you guys in the chat. Great job. Great job. Appreciate you hanging with us, everybody streaming, everybody listening was fun. It was fun sitting in for Jody today and hanging out with John. And I'll be back uh, at noon. I'll be back with Eric Gunn at Long noon. day for you. Thanks, That's man. all right. I'm used to doubleheaders, John. Not a big deal. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's fun hanging out with you, my friend. Always always good chatting. Yeah. Let's play two. Ernie Banks Let's of go. Uh, Jacob Sports today. Yes. You guys uh, back at it at 8 tomorrow. I'll be back at noon today. So everybody, have a great rest of your day. We appreciate you hanging. I'll see you guys at 12. For John McMullen, I'm Rob Ellis, in for Jody for Birds 365. Thanks, folks. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.